This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. in over the line through the middle makes a move he'll go to the net Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. It is Friday night and it is time to party and watch the scoreboard because there are some games in the NHL tonight that are going to impact the plight of the Edmonton Oilers, including the Los Angeles Kings playing the Columbus Blue Jackets. No score about six minutes into the second period, even though the Kings have an 18-9 advantage in shots on goal. I can also tell you the Devils and the Rangers are tied 1-1 early in the second period. Penguins lead the Hurricanes 2-zip in the second. No score. Detroit and Tampa Bay and the Wild and the Sabres tied 1-1. Those games also in the second period as well. Later, the Stars and the Jets. Keep an eye on that one. Well, it starts in a few minutes. And the Golden Knights and the Ducks coming up in a couple of hours. So that's a significant one for the Oilers as well, who will play the Montreal Canadiens tomorrow at 5 o'clock at Rogers Place. Our coverage is going to start here on 6.30, Chad, with the face-off show at 3.30. So currently, you got L.A. 65 points. They are second in the Pacific. Edmonton and Vegas both with 64 points. The Oilers do have the tiebreaker, so they're placed third. Uh, and with uh, L.A. playing Columbus, I guess you pull for the Blue Jackets there, and then maybe the Oilers a chance to leap ahead of the Kings tomorrow night. Uh, Nashville in a wild-card spot, Vegas in a wild-card spot, Dallas just out of a wild-card spot, so a big game for Dallas this evening if they're able to beat Winnipeg. So just some things to keep in mind here for the uh, playoff race for the Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Oil Kings are in action tonight. They are absolutely on fire. We're going to tee, uh, tee up their game before 7 o'clock with their play-by-play voice, Andrew Peard, as the Oil Kings are at home. 7 o'clock, Rogers Place against the Calgary Hitmen. Jed Roberts is going to check in tonight as well. Always great to have Jed on the show. He is uh, he's a lot of fun, very entertaining, very thoughtful gentleman. I don't know if you saw Jed did a little voiceover work. He voiced the Elks unveiling video for their new helmets that they put out yesterday. Jed did a great job with that, so he's going to check in between 6.30 and 7. You can check in as well on the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. It is 780-496-0063. You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And, of course, you can email the show inside sports at 630ched.com. actually got an email during the Oilers game last night that I'm going to refer to here in a couple of minutes. So, yeah, for the Oilers, Tyson Berry didn't finish the game. He's out, probably going to miss a few games. Philip Broberg has been called up for the, uh, from the minors. 
Um, so losing some experience on the back end, and I, and I know some of you don't like Barry's game, but I, uh, you know, I do think he brings some things to the lineup. And uh, a little bit of a loss there without him. Does play on the power play. And this is getting tough, I think, for the Oilers. And I, I, I have to say, I have my worry pants hiked up quite high for the game tomorrow against the Montreal Canadiens. And yes, I know they're 31st in the NHL, and they're you look at their one-loss record, and it's absolutely terrible. They're a different team lately. I'm not saying they're a great team. Maybe they're not even a good team, but they're a different team lately. They're scoring some goals. They're playing a little more loose. They uh, scored a late goal in Calgary last night, gave up a late goal to the Flames, and then won it in overtime. So a transformed team, and the Oilers coming home after a five-game road trip, and they have often struggled that first game back after a lengthy road trip. So, uh, yeah, my worry pants are hiked up for this one. I don't think this is going to be a free two points for the Oilers as it turned out to be when they uh, went into Montreal earlier this season and cruised to a pretty lopsided victory. So just just some to consider there. You know, the Oilers are missing Nugent Hopkins. They're missing Puglia-Yarvi. Still missing Cassian. Now Barry is out. Uh, you know, some some key players here not available for Edmonton. And one thing that is is now happening again uh, that happened when Dave Tippett was the coach, and quite frankly, something I criticized Dave Tippett for, is that the big guys are starting to play a ton. Now, without Nugent Hopkins in the, in the lineup, it changes for Dreisaitl and McDavid, and also with the fact that the Oilers are, are playing from behind more often than they uh, than they should be in recent games as well. That hasn't helped, but McDavid and Dreisaitl, uh, <clears throat> I mean, uh, <clears throat> pardon me here. Sorry about that. McDavid and Dreisaitl up over 25 minutes last night. So uh, a little bit of a trend there that I think is going to have to be checked. Again, the Oilers can change it by by maybe getting a lead in the game, but I, I think they're going to be pushed by Montreal tomorrow. You're going to have possibly a sellout. I, I saw Terry Jones has been keeping track of it. I don't know if he's tweeted anything in the last couple hours, but it's if it's not going to be a full building, it's going to be pretty darn close. And you know what it's like. There will be a lot of Montreal fans there who are going to be enthusiastic, even though their team is out of it because they're playing better and they're playing with nothing to lose. So I, I think that Montreal is going to push the pace in this one. And uh, hopefully the Oilers are going to be ready for what I think is going to be a tough challenge against the, the Habs who are transformed since Marty San Louis took over as the head coach. The Oilers, I mean, look, still in a decent spot. Uh, I kind of gave the standings earlier. They're, they're going to have to keep playing probably at 600 hockey or a little better to make the playoffs. I do think they are capable of doing that. They're 7-3-1 under Jay Woodcroft. I mean, that's a pretty good record. If they have that points percentage for the rest of the season, they're going to get in no problem, but they have to get out there and do it. Uh, we, we, Jay, when Jay Woodcroft took over and the Oilers, you know, won their first couple of games and eventually started 5-0 and under Woodcroft, we were talking a lot about the dead cat bounce. So you got a dead cat and you drop. But this is, it's actually, you know, it's actually quite morbid to call it the dead cat bounce when you think about it. But you got a dead cat and he falls off your a balcony or something and when he hits the ground well he bounces and you think oh maybe he's okay no he's actually dead uh so that that sometimes is the cases with poor teams whether it's in hockey or whatever sport they're a bad team they change something and you think oh is there a revitalization oh no wait a minute actually they, they were still out of it um I, I i get the sense that some of you and this is just some feedback i received and again i got an email last night i'm going to refer to uh 
I, I don't know how many of you it might be, but I, I have had a couple people say to me or reach out to me and say, ah, I don't know, I didn't like some things on that road trip. Looks like there are some bad habits sneaking back into their game and some inability to defend down low and starting to give up more open chances and odd man rushes and things like that. And uh, somebody wrote in during the game last night. I actually think the game was still tied when this person uh, sent me an email to inside sports at 630ched.com and said, this is the same old Oilers. There is absolutely no impact of a coaching change. Um, the only difference is, is, is that Miko Koskinen has been very, very good the last few games. Well, I, I think there is something to that. You need goaltending, and there have been times this season, sometimes the game here and there, sometimes for an extended stretch, in which the Oilers haven't had good goaltending. And I've talked a lot about the five-on-five save percentage. I mean, it's basically been in the bottom six or seven of the league. Uh, most of the season so they're going to need that to improve I, I do think they have played better defensively for the most part uh, I do think they're giving up fewer odd man rushes than they did especially near the end of the Dave Tippett era uh, you know I do think Jay Woodcroft has tried to introduce some things that have been helping I think it's totally fair to bring up okay how uh, you know are, is the roster actually good enough for them to sustain this you know, are, are they are they actually uh, uh, do they actually have good enough players to to sustain this style of play? And Jay Woodcroft has said that the style of play he's talking about is a demanding one because you're committed to board battles. You make the right decision in tough areas of the ice. You don't turn over the puck. Things that all coaches are going to tell you to do, but different coaches might tell you in a different way or maybe have a new uh, technique to get the job done. Woodcroft said last night he didn't like their board work, and I think that's a, a fair criticism. I didn't think the Oilers won enough wall battles. I didn't think they were uh, thorough enough, detailed enough, committed enough in terms of being able to get the, the puck out those final few feet inside their own blue line. So I, I, I will think it's a, I think it's a fair concern from the person. And that this, this is not, when I say a person, it was a listener. This was not somebody... Uh, who's a manager or a scout or something like this. This was just a concerned Oilers fan who said, Reed, I, I'm not sure. He goes, I, he's on, I'm not sure if the team is any different under Jay Woodcroft. I, I would say they are to some extent, but I, I think it's fair to say, especially if you look at some of the players they having on de- uh, that they have playing on defense, to say, okay, can they keep playing this style? Are, are these players actually good enough and or experienced enough to do it? And then you factor in the injuries. Yes, Absolutely. Can they keep going? Can they play, uh, like I said, six, six, if they play 600 hockey, they should get into the playoffs. If you play, heck, 650 or better, you, you'll be fine. Maybe even you'll get up to second place, depending on what else uh, happens and how you do against the head-to-head games you have remaining against LA, against Vegas, against Dallas, against uh, Nashville and teams like that. So uh, fair concern for sure. Uh, big picture, I think small picture, a concern for tomorrow night. It just because the Oilers back off this road trip, they didn't practice today, which uh, I think it's a much needed day off after the, the travel for the last uh, week and a half. Uh, but then you got no morning skate tomorrow, the early game against an energized and quite frankly, freewheeling Canadians team at this point. Like, like talk about having nothing to lose. So what? You, you you have a you, you lose a few more games you're going to drop from 31st to 32nd like that's that's it like if Montreal moves up to 29th by the end of the year San Luis is going to be a genius 
And we'll talk more about that with Stu Cowan later on in the show. He covers the Canadians for the Montreal Gazette. But it, it, certainly it seems to me, from what I've seen them, a transformed team with a new coach. Now, again, you can argue the Oilers are to some extent, uh, but I, I, I think this is going to be a tough game tomorrow night. Uh, I got an email from the Big L. It is a uh, picture of my worry pants. Big L, thank you very much. <laughs> it's He sent me the picture of that guy. Kellen, do you know that uh, commercial about having eggs for supper? Yes. And he's like, the eggs for supper, it's weird. And the other uh, person in the commercial says, I'm not weird, your pants are weird. And then it goes to a wide shot of the mm-hmm. guy and his, yeah. his pants are hiked up like pretty much to his armpits. All right. My worry pants, I don't know if my worry pants are up to my, my uh, armpits, but they're, uh, they're, they're probably slightly above navel level. How's that? There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I appreciate that, Big L. That's a funny one. Oil Kings are getting ready to go. I do want to tee up that game, so we'll spend a few minutes with Andrew Peard when we get back. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Okay, let's quickly head over to Rogers Place where the Edmonton Oil Kings will face off against the Calgary Hitmen at 7 o'clock tonight. Andrew Peard is the play-by-play voice of the Oil Kings. Andrew, thanks for hopping on tonight. I know you're getting ready for your own broadcast here, so I really appreciate it. Is this is this 10 in a row the Oil Kings are going for tonight? Yeah, they're looking for, for 10 in a row. It would be the longest win streak since uh, the end of the 18-19 season when they finished that off with, uh, now that I'm racking my brain, 11 or 12 uh, in a row that year. But, yeah, they've been on the heater as of late and playing some, some real consistent hockey. So what do you what do you think some of the highlights of the streak are or some of the uh, sort of signature moments that have kept it going? Well, I, I think it's just the overall dominance of it, which this team is expected to do. I mean, they got eight NHL-drafted players, and you look at it, I mean, they're up over 35 to, to 45 shots in each of these wins. They're holding their opponents to 25 or less, oftentimes under 20 shots in these games. I mean, the puck possession um, that, that this team has had and, and just the full control of these games have never really seemed in doubt. I think uh, all but one of the wins have come by three or more goals. So uh, it's a team that's really starting to hit its stride. It's a, it's a big credit right now to the coaching staff, Brad Lauer and Luke Pierce. I mean, you know, it, it might seem easy to get a roster like this and, and coach them up, but it's it's not. It's it's trying to find the right mix of guys and, and trying to make sure, uh, you know, everyone's getting the, the, the amount of ice time that they need. And uh, I think the coaching staff and the leadership of this group have, have really stood out through the course of this win streak. Yeah, Oil Kings ranked number one in the CHL, and uh, I'm just double-checking here, seven points ahead of Winnipeg now for the top speed in the East, though Winnipeg has five games in hand. Calgary, the opponent tonight, I I believe that is a potential first-round playoff matchup. I know there's still some track to cover here. Uh, did, Did the Hitman not have a long losing streak until recently? Yeah, it was. Uh, they they lost eight straight games. Reed, they they scored nine goals in those eight games, and then they busted out of it with an eight-one win over the Lethbridge Hurricanes. So go figure. But you know what? They followed it up with a big come-from-behind win on Sunday uh, against the Regina Pats in overtime. As uh, Blake Stevenson, a former Red Deer Rebel, got the the winner in that one. And you know what? I, it feels like they're really starting to find their way. They're they're very much in the thick of the Eastern Conference playoff race. And like you mentioned, it could be a, a potential first-round matchup for the Edmonton Oil Kings, which. Uh, I think uh, you know both teams would, would really enjoy, especially from a business standpoint. You get those Battle of Alberta games and, and close enough where the fans can travel back and forth. But you know, whenever Edmonton and Calgary get together, it's it's always good, no matter where either team is in the standings. Justin Sordiff was a big pickup from the Vancouver Giants. Uh, how has he fit into the lineup here the last few weeks? 
Yeah, he's been marvelous, Reed. You know, he's he's really found uh, a nice home on a line with, with Carter Such and Dylan Gunther, which might seem like, well, I think a lot of guys would find a pretty good home with guys like Carter Such and, and Dylan Gunther. But you know what? It, it takes exceptional players to play with exceptional players, and that's exactly what Justin is. You know, he's he plays the game hard. He can bring that physical edge. He's not the biggest guy, but he's, he's certainly not timid and, and afraid to, to get his nose into the dirty areas. But, I mean, he plays a high IQ game. He's really fast. He makes those decisions at a high pace and I think that's something that really helps him find that chemistry with guys like Dylan Gunther and Carter Such those you know really highly skilled guys and you know what they've been really good together and, and Justin sort of I think it's now a seven game point streak he's riding 14 points in that time as you know it took him a, a game or two to, to get comfortable here in Edmonton but uh, to say he's comfortable now would be an understatement. All right uh, what else is there is this home and home do they play again tomorrow? Yeah, it's a, it's a quick turnaround. It's actually a 2 o'clock game tomorrow afternoon down at the uh, the Saddle Dome in Calgary. They've got their Brett the Hitman Hart uh, appreciation game, so it's uh, it's going to be a pretty neat one. They'll, they'll have the uh, the wrestlers out onto the ice uh, after the game of that one. Of course, here tonight at Rogers Place, we've got Superhero Night. Uh, the team's wearing a specialty jersey and uh, lots of fun stuff going on around the concourse and uh, some in-game elements. So it's an exciting weekend. It's going to be great hockey uh, here at Rogers Place and, of course, tomorrow down in Calgary. Did you dress up as a superhero? <laughs> well, well, you know what? Uh, I was going to go with Thor, but apparently you got to have a full head of hair. So, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> might be going as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. That might be the best I can do. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. And just quickly before we go, uh, well, how, is, how are they going to split the goaltending with the late game tonight and the early one tomorrow? Uh, Colby Hayes is going to go tonight, and then uh, the big man, Sebastian Coast, is going to hop back in the cage uh, tomorrow at the Dome. And how can people listen to you tonight or anytime? oilkings.ca slash radio. Uh, myself and Gee Flaming will be on the air in about, uh, about 10, 15 minutes time from now. Andrew, have a good call. Thanks for checking in. Thanks, Reed. Appreciate it. Andrew appeared at Rogers Place. Oil Kings go for their 10th consecutive victory. And as he told you, home and home with Calgary. They are in Cowtown tomorrow with two. We'll keep you updated on that game once it starts. Jed Roberts next on Inside Sports. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.